Kia ora, Helen Browns from Cruise Planners here and welcome to the Have to Travel Show. I am super excited today because we have Dave back and this time we're going to be talking about river cruises today. This is one of my favorite ways, I have a lot of favorite ways to travel, it's just anyway, as long as I can travel, I can travel. Um, but river cruising is an amazing experience. And so we've got Dave here. We're going to be talking about Avalon Waterways today. Dave, welcome to the show, and thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Now, Avalon is um, part of the family, along with Globus, Monograms, and Cosmos. Um, that you guys, It's another product that you guys have, which is completely different to the others, which are all land. Um, so tell us a little bit about Avalon um, the, for, the, for the cruise, for those that like to do the river cruises or have never done a river cruise. Well, interestingly enough, you know, it really fits really well within our bailiwick because what it's allowing you to do is, is doing touring um, all along the rivers. And the nice thing with river cruising is that you're coming right into the city center. So you literally step off the ship and right into the city center. So it makes it quite convenient along the way. Um, I have to say that I have a passion for the passion. We just introduced our newest ship, the Passion, uh, in April, and I was fortunate enough to get on board, and I actually sailed um, from Vienna to Passau um, along the Danube, and that's probably one of our most you know, exciting destinations, and that's where most people start their first river cruise. Oh, awesome. So a brand – oh, a brand – oh, we – Know what I, you know what I think of brand new ships. <laughs> I love them because <laughs> they always have new and exciting things on that may not be on another ship. And then they test things out on the new ship. They find it works, so they pass it on to the other ships. Oh, I am so oh. ah, got chills. <laughs> um, so what? So what's so the passion came out this year. What's new and exciting about the passion that? isn't on any other Avalon cruise ship yet? Well, um, we, we have what we call Active Discovery, which is an amazing um, new um, offering for people that are coming along the way. Um, and what it is, is is you can bike ride, you can hike, um, you can um, actually get a um, um, canoe and canoe along the Danube. Um, so what it does is, especially for those multi-generationals that are traveling together, um, it gives something for everyone to do. Oh, that is awesome! Canoeing along the Danube—that would be. So, do you? So, when you're doing the cycling, the hiking, and the canoeing, does the ship stay in one place and you just do like a circuit and come back to the ship, or do you follow the ship down the river? Well, we actually did the follow the the. the well, actually, we were ahead of the ship because uh, we were bike riding. And uh, it was really funny because uh, when you're riding along, um, you can actually go a little bit faster than the ship does. So we stopped along the way, and the ship would catch up with us. But it was really awesome. And, uh, you know, we do have the option where you can actually go with a guide, and they can, you know, tell you about the things along the way. Or we just added bikes onto the Passion, so you could just grab a bike and go, which is really nice. Oh, and they have they have cycling trails along the Danube there, obviously. Are they um, paved or dirt tracks or, you know, how would they decide along? Totally, totally paved, really nice. Um, and we rode for two hours along the Danube and it was it was magnificent. It was so much fun. We had such a good time. And I know there's going to be some cyclists out there, some who cycle a lot, some who don't cycle often. So was it flat? Was it hilly? Was it easy to 
cycle? It was, it was pretty easy. I mean, I, I'm an avid writer, um, but we had, you know, a range of, of writers. Um, so it was, you know, there were some, some modest hills, but, but not bad. Um, you know, it was just, it was a great way to see, um, you know, the, the, the whole area. And uh, it was actually really fun. It was a great day. I was just thinking of some awesome photos you get along the way, like stopping at certain vantage points and then looking back down the river where you've come from to see your to see your ship coming towards you. That would be really cool. <laughs> we actually did that. Yeah, I was just thinking of photo opportunities and that sort of stuff. And um, But you'd get some great sights along there too, and it's something different. Because one thing I love about the river cruising is that when you sit up there, um, most river most river ships have that forward lounge that has like the 270-degree view, and you can sit in there and you just sit back and relax as you float down the river and the scenery just drifts past you. And it's not going super fast. It's just a nice, relaxing way to cruise down a river. And there's you really can't feel the boat moving, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, because you're dealing with, with a, a smaller ship and you're on the river, you know, you're not going to get the movement that you would get with an ocean-going ship. But, you know, the thing that I really loved, and, and this is a feature that we have on all of our ships, is what we call the, the panorama suite, where the whole side of your suite opens up. And then we actually face the beds towards the view. Um, so when I was on board, I had, you know, my, my curtains pulled almost the whole time. And you just get to mm-hmm. sit there in bed and watch things go by. It's magic. That was one thing I noted that's different about um, with Avalon again um, compared to other river cruises that are out there is that your beds all face out, so you can, like you said, sit in bed there and you can watch the scenery go past with the floor-to-ceiling windows that are in each room. That would be absolutely magnificent. It really is magic, and and even you know at night when when you go to bed, um, it's it's so wonderful. You know, I had my curtains open the whole time, and you're just in bed and. And, you know, you're seeing these quaint little villages go by, and it's just, I mean, it is absolute charming. Oh, I, I just love that. Okay, so now we're going to talk about um, something new that, you've, um, that you were telling me about called Avalon Fresh. So what is Avalon Fresh? We partnered with these amazing young chefs uh, called the Ranky Brothers, and um, they have a very popular restaurant in Vienna, and so what they've done is that they've partnered with Avalon, and they're doing some amazing farm-to-table, um, some vegetarian options. Um, I actually tried their vegetarian goulash when I was on board, and it was wonderful. Um, but there's some, some new options, some, some different options, some really exciting um, um, new fresh fare um, that you can actually enjoy on all of our ships. That is awesome because um, I know that I love, I love farm-to-table stuff where you get that free, because there is nothing, to me, there's nothing that tastes better than taking stuff basically straight out of the garden and straight to the table. It just has a flavor that you can't get when you go to the store to buy stuff and then you've got to take it home and prepare it. But if you take it out of the garden and prepare it straight away and put it on the table, nothing is fresher and it just has this amazing taste that can't be replicated in any other way. So to hear that you guys are doing that is just awesome. Because it will give another level to the to the food service that you have, and the food on board is is pretty amazing already. But but adding this just adds a, another level level onto it, which is really nice. So speaking of food, when it comes to the to the fun, now, do you guys have um, when you go when people go to the restaurant at night, 
is there the set menu that is on all the time and then they have the local the local menu as well? Do they change it based on where you are? They have they have like, you know, the standards. Um so you can order, you know, uh a steak or, you know, a piece of fish. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, piece of chicken, but then they will offer, um, um, you know, local favorites. So, for instance, when I was on board, we were in Austria, so they offered a schnitzel, um, which was, you know, I'd never had real schnitzel before, so I actually got to try it. Oh, my gosh, I love schnitzel. It's got to be one of my favorite <laughs> dishes. <laughs> if there's schnitzel on the menu, it's on my plate. <laughs> Well, and we also got to try Austrian wines, which was really wonderful. I'd never had Austrian wines, and we include, you know, wine with both lunch and dinner. So, um, and it was really interesting to try wines that I hadn't tried before, and Austria had some really wonderful wines. Well, that's interesting because I'm not a wine drinker, but I know many people who are. So to know that they can get the local wines there as they're traveling through the countries would be would be really cool as well. Um, and speaking of wines, you guys also do um, the um, the wine appreciation cruises, which is wonderful. And, and the nice thing is, there's no additional charge on it. But what we do is we do some really interesting things. We'll take them to wineries. They'll get to meet the winemakers. Um, you know, they'll enjoy a meal at the wineries. Um, so we've got a few of those, and um, they're really interesting and quite popular. We also have a beer cruise as well that's also quite popular as well. I was about to ask about that because I know wherever there's wine, there's always going to be beer drinkers. So it's sort of like, I don't want the wine, just give me the beer. <laughs> well, and hilariously, last year there was a, a group um, from Wisconsin that were on board. And, you know, Wisconsin, you know, love their beer. And so, um, you know, one day, um, the Saturday, they were watching the, the – um, the, the Wisconsin Badgers play, and then on Sunday the Steelers were playing, so they had a grand old time while they were on board. <laughs> so then it, with the Wine Appreciation Cruise, you said you visit the wineries, they have meals at the wineries, um, they get to learn about different wine, um, the different wines in the different regions. So when they do the beer one, what's the beer tasting cruises like? So they'll they'll get to taste you know some some local um, beers they'll they'll you know get to um, talk with with the those that are you know um, brewing the beer um, and and also get to enjoy a meal at, at the the breweries but um, beer is a really big deal now um, we also added mm -hmm. you know a beer um, uh, um, uh, tour up to Oregon on our Globus product so beer is a really big deal. Um, and especially San Diego is a, is a huge beer drinking city. Um, Absolutely, like, I mean the microbreweries are popping cities. up like crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. So beer is a really big deal now. That is awesome that you're um, that you're seeing that trend going and you're including it on your river cruises. So um, we've talked about a different couple of things, but people are going to want to know: Well, where do you guys go? Because I know you go several different places in Europe, as well as some other places. So what are the destinations well, for the pretty, Avalon River Cruises? I have pretty much every river in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we cover we cover that extensively. But beyond that, I also have the Mekong, I have the Irrawaddy, I have the Yangtze, and I have the Amazon. So we've got some wonderful exotics as well. And the Irrawaddy is, is a really exciting destination, and, and we actually go 200 miles north. Um, we go further than, than um, the other ships do. 
and um, you actually get to see the Irrawaddy pink dolphin, which you know is is amazing. It's a pink dolphin. Uh huh. Wow! I gotta go check that one out. I'm gonna write that one down. Pink dolphin. Oh, I'd never heard of a pink dolphin before. They're quite amazing, and and because we go far north, that's you know that's how you get to see them, which is really wonderful. And um, just for those that are a little geographically challenged, where is the Irrawaddy? Uh, it's in Asia, um, and okay. the Yangtze and the Mekong are also uh, in Asia as well. Excellent. Um, so is that, um, let's see, the, um, God, I don't know what's going on with my brain today. Questions pop in and go out faster than I can ask them. So we'll just carry on. Well, one thing, um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to share with you, um, I, I did get a little bit of magic while I was on board the ship. Um, one of the um, my my bucket list things was to um, was to be able to waltz in Vienna, and so when I got um, on board, they um, they they said, "Well, we've got this this shore excursion where you can actually learn how to waltz in Vienna," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, my stars have aligned!" And um, so was that the so Viennese waltz walked... that you learned? Yes, yes, and we walk into nice. this, this gorgeous room. It's got all this gorgeous wood paneling, and there's a four-piece string quartet playing. And then they had these these two, you know, clearly, you know, accomplished um, ballroom dancers teach us, um, um, you know, the waltz. And then, you know, we had a little bit of a special thing where they actually allowed us to, you know, change into into livery. So um, we won't have that on the normal cruises, but it was a special because it was the uh, the inaugural. But uh, so I got into my tales. And uh, and my dance partner, uh, partner Roberta, got into one of those big giant ball gown dresses, and nice. uh, it was just it was it was magic. And um, you know, there's nothing like learning how to waltz in Vienna, and uh, it was so much fun and such a great shore excursion. And that is an option that you can do uh, while you're on board. I'm putting that down right now. Learning to waltz in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I love about having about having um, you come on is that. I sit here with pen and paper, and by the time you're finished, I've got this whole list of things either to look up or things I want to add to my list to go see, go do, go try. Um, but learning to waltz, I mean, ballroom dancing has always been something that I've always loved, but I've never taken lessons, and I keep trying to talk my husband into it, and he's like, nope, not going to do it, not going to do it. But, you know, one of these days, I'm just going to say, screw it and go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing I think you would love is we do a pub crawl in a number of cities. Um, so you actually go with a local host, and they take you through a number of pubs, and it's just an absolute hoot of a night. That would be – now, I love going to pubs. I don't drink, but I just love going to pubs because the things I like about pubs, especially um, in Europe and that, is that that's where the locals go and hang out. So you get to absorb that atmosphere that you wouldn't get at any other time of the day. And if you're doing it in the evening, you're going to get more locals there than you will tourists. And it just makes a really cool evening. You can sit there and talk with some of the locals, learn about their culture, learn more about you know living in the city that they're in or the town that you're in and that sort of thing too. So I just go to absorb the atmosphere and um, and just enjoy and just enjoy the time. So that's awesome. Okay, that one's gone down on my list now too. <laughs> you really you do learn so much about the culture um, from from you know the pub society. The other thing is that you also Absolutely. get. Um, a real feel of of what it's like to be a local, um, you know. So that mm-hmm. that also is uh, 
is interesting along the way. And typically, too, in, in the good in the pubs, you typically get good pub grub too. So I'm always up for good pub Absolutely. grub. <laughs> okay, so what sort of um, now we've talked about the wine theme and the beer theme. What other themes do you have on the on the rivers when you're um, doing the river cruises that they can that they can enjoy? That's part of the culture of that particular cruise that they're on. Well, we've we've got some. Um, are you talking about the theme cruises or just the overall? Yeah, the, th- the theme cruises. Theme cruises. So we have a, a health and wellness uh, a cruise, um, and um, there's also um, like not so much uh, part of the theme cruises, but but I do have the Christmas markets, which are amazing. Um, and those, you know, you get to cruise along along the rivers and and get to see the Christmas markets and see all these wonderful handcrafted items um, in all mm-hmm. these different cities along the way. So it's truly spectacular. They, I love the Christmas market cruise. I did it one year, and um, we ended up having to stay in Budapest for three extra nights because our air miles wouldn't fly on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. What a shame. Um, but we went down to the Christmas markets every night for dinner, and all the locals were out, and there were a lot of stall, a lot of booths that weren't open during the day that only opened at night when the locals came out. So it was almost like a big outdoor open pub, and you got great grub, and they had this bakery um, booth there, which made the best um, white chocolate apple strudel. And my husband and I would have a piece of that, and would only limit ourselves to one and to one a night, um, because that that stuff could be deadly. <laughs> but how wonderful! That sounds terrific. Oh. I'm I'm salivating as you as we speak. Yeah, but the just the sights and the, I mean. I went to the Christmas markets during the day and then to go to them at night is a completely different experience because during the day it's full of tourists and at night there's more locals and tourists around so there's a complete switch in the atmosphere that's around there and um, to be able to go where it's not as crowded as it is during the day with all the tourists but be there at night when the locals are there gives it a completely different atmosphere and again it's like being in a pub. You get to absorb that culture. You get to hang with the locals, talk with them, um, learn about their cult, more about their culture, and more about what it's what life is like in the city that you're visiting. Um, so, I highly, highly recommend the Christmas markets if, if people can yeah, do the, the brilliant thing. Cruises. You know, the, the, yeah, the ship is right there in town, so you can literally stroll mm-hmm. right off the ship in town, which is really yep. nice. Um, you know, I did that in Passau because, um, unfortunately, the, with the way uh, our cruise worked. Um, you know, we got into Paso, but I didn't really get to enjoy Paso. So I stepped off the ship and, and walked a little bit around Paso so I could at least say, you know, I saw some of it, and I, I definitely want to go back. Absolutely. Oh, I would go back to I would go back to Europe on those river cruises in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, okay, so we talk about the Christmas market cruises. What other one? What other um, theme cruises has Avalon got coming up in 2017? So we talked about the wine. We talked about the beer. Um, there is the health and wellness cruise. Um, mm-hmm. And then we talked to Christmas markets. Um, I think that's pretty much all of the um, the theme cruises. But on the regular cruises, you know, we, we dive into the local culture along the way. Um, so um, I actually got to go to the, um, the Ferry Museum, which you talk about the pubs. But one of the other things that, that really tells you so much about culture is how they treat their children and um, and the stories that they tell them. So um, I went to the Ferry Museum, and I have to say it was fascinating. 
the fairy museum as in the garden fairies? Yes. Um, but um, they also recounted all of the the um, the traditional um, uh, you know sort of grim stories that that you saw. They had they had sort of you know representations of that. Um, but you know the true stories are actually rather dark, and um, so it's very funny. And they had this this little dragon train that went around in a circle, and and um, the the first time that you went around. Um, they lit up the left side. And then the next time around, they lit up the right side. And then the third time around, they lit everything up. And it was really popular. That's where everybody would go for their birthdays. And uh, and there were several um, little Austrian children that were there for their birthdays. But it was just, it was fascinating. It was really fun and so different and so unlike anything you would see here. And that's in, that was in Vienna? Uh, that was actually in Ennis. Okay. That one's down on the list now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I always, I always really had this cool fascination with, with, with fairies and goblins and all of that and tree trolls and all that because there's times where I will go driving along and we might be walking through a forest, we may be walking or just driving through a wooded area or something and I'll make my husband stop the car and go and take a picture of a tree and he's like, why are you taking a picture of a tree? And I'll go, oh, well, that, that house, that, that's actually the house of and I will name a tree goblin that lives in that house. And he goes, who's that? And I said, it's the tree goblin that lives in that house. And he just like looks at me and shakes his head, and I've got my notebook out taking some notes, and off we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny when I, when I did my, my uh, Ireland tour with Globus. Um, they actually showed us a couple of the fairy trees, which is the entrance to, excuse me, where the fairies um, enter into the fairy world. And um, there was only a couple of them along the way, but it was fascinating. And, and you know, they just have such a rich culture um, of of that, which is, is so lovely. So it's quite fun. Excellent. Okay, that one's going down on the list too. Excellent. Yeah, because I got fascinated with fairies when my grandfather used to um, tell us stories and things. And you could start off with Goldilocks and the Three, he'd start off with Goldilocks and Three Bears or Cinderella, you know, one of those well-known fairy stories. But the ending was never the same as what we know the ending to be. And you would end up in some other land, somehow in some completely different world, um, and it was different every time, and there was always fairies and goblins and trolls and um, and just these these mystical creatures. It was just, a, it was, um, it was just fascinating with just how his imagination worked and the stories that he would tell us. So I absolutely loved that about that, and it always got my interest in fairies and trees and that sort of and you know fairies in the garden and that sort of thing. Um, okay, so with what sort of entertainment can people expect to see on board the ships? Um, you know, it's it's going to be um, you know sort of cabaret style. It's it's low key. Um, you know, pretty much. Um, you know, the ship is 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 in town. So um, one of the cool things that we added was you can actually. Um, Conduct your own orchestra, which I think would be really fun. Um, Ooh, and like one night, um, you were saying? I said that would be awesome. I know, really. Um, that just that sounds so much fun to me. And then um, the other thing that uh, that um, I was well, I was on board in and in, in um, into the woods was playing at their their civic theater. Um, and it was in German, um, and then they had super titles in the back of the chair, 
Um, so it was interesting to see um, Into the Woods um, in a different language and how they interpreted it. Um, so that was really fun. So you can take in, you know, cultural events. Um, sometimes we'll bring in local artists um, and bring them on board. Um, so it just depends on, on the destination and what you're doing. But they do have a whole host of, of different choices available to you. Excellent. Now, speaking of um, sightseeing in the different cities and stuff, you've got the different ones with traditional, leisurely, and independent. What's the difference between the three of those? Well, um, we actually seg segment them into, um, you know, classic, which is, is the normal um, um, style. Um, then we have something that, that's a little bit more, um, you know, aggressive. And then we've got something, you know, um, in in um, the uh, product that is, you know, appeals to people that are, are a little bit more, uh, you know, involved. Um, so no mm -hmm. matter what you're looking for, we have something for everybody. Um, you know, the traditional shore excursions are all included. Um, so that's, a, you know, generally a city tour um, of this city. Um, and mm -hmm. then if you want to do something that, that's a little bit more like learning how to waltz, uh, then you can, you can, you know, certainly engage in that. Um, but the nice thing is that we have really um, thought about, um, you know, the multi-generational and that next generation of, of people coming up. That's why we mm -hmm. brought on Active Discovery on the Danube. So there's literally something for everybody. And, you know, if you don't feel like it, you don't have to um, do anything. I mean, you can just stroll yep. into the city and find a quaint cafe and, you know, enjoy yourself um, that way. So there's there's a range of, of things to do and, and how you want to do it, which is really nice. That's awesome. And um, I love the fact that um, especially the river cruises are now coming up with you know, we've got these multi-generations coming up. We've got the new generation of people coming on that like to do this. Um, you know, what can we do to cater to them? So the fact that you're taking it, and I like this act of discovery, being able to bike, canoe, or hike along the river, that's just that's just awesome. Um, now, going to the actual ships themselves, when they board the ship, what sort of thing, amenities can they expect to see on board the Avalon ships and um, what's included in their cruise fare? Um, so we have the wonderful Lacetane products um, on board, and they're the large size. Um, so you will have those um, to enjoy the, the whole time that you're there. Um, the bathrooms are absolutely huge, um, which is really nice. Um, we only put 166 passengers on our ship. So what that means is that they get a larger suite, um, a larger bathroom, and we angle our suites so that, that you really get the maximum usage of of um, you know the space um, mm -hmm. when you have only 166 people on board what that means is that there's enough public space for everyone um, so when you go to the the, the view lounge um, there's actually a seat for you um, and you can enjoy that or um, you know if you want to go um, down to the dining room um, you know there, there is actually seating enough for, for everyone along the way um, so included is all your meals, beer and wine, um, with both lunch and dinner, um, and all of your shore excursions, Wi-Fi is included. So pretty much most everything that, that you want for your holiday is all included. And that's the supreme value of, of doing mm -hmm. a river cruise, is that everything's included along the way. Um, I was just on one of those big, huge ships for a convention, and, um, you know, my company had paid um, $1,000 for me to be there. Well, my bill, um, you know, um, afterwards was like another $1,000. Um, 
um, because mm-hmm. they upcharge you for everything. Um, yep. And uh, it was interesting. I, I had a martini on the Passion, and uh, it was $8.50, um, that huge mega ship. Um, you know, um, I had to pay $22.50 for the exact same martini. So wow. there's a huge difference. Yeah. And um, and River Cruise really is the best value um, in travel right now. Now, when it comes to dining options on board the ship, do you just have the one dining room or are there other places on the ship that they can go and eat? We do have the main dining room and then we have a, um, an alternative dining restaurant um, that's kind of a uh, sort of a, has a tapas feel to it. Um, so you get lots of, of little plates, but they're really interesting and really different. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no additional charge for it. Um, you just have to book it because there's limited um, seating there. Um, but it's interesting, and it's uh, it's on the the upper deck, so the view is great, and uh, it's kind of a fun experience. So you can sit outside under the stars as you float down the river, enjoying enjoying tapas. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> well, and, and good we wine actually, and good you know, we'll do. Yeah, when there's when the weather is fine too, we can also do the top deck as well. So um, there's opportunities up there as well. Awesome. Um, and then um, in the panorama, panoramic view lounge. Is it the big sweet. one? Um, sweet. Oh yes. No, so the lounge where everybody gets to see oh, all okay. of it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Is there options? And is that where any onboard entertainment is that where that's held? If they bring Correct, the and um, it was fun because we uh, we had a great dance party um, um, the night that the ship was christened, and so we were dancing um, until the wee hours there, and it was actually really fun. Oh, awesome! Now, um, these are the European ships. What about the ones that are in Asia or South America? What's the difference between the ships in Europe compared to the ones that are in Asia and South America? The, they're smaller, um, and so um, the ones that we have in Asia, um, there's only um, 18 suites, so there's 36 passengers. So it's a very, very different feel. Um, it's definitely um, it feels uh, even more luxurious than than you know our traditional ships. And um, mm-hmm. by the way, I just want to mention that we did win the uh, the best suites in river cruising. Um, so we do know what we're doing, awesome. but um, the smaller <laughs> ships allow allow us to get to locations where we wouldn't be able to with the larger ship, and that's why we go to the, the smaller ship. And for instance, like on the Irrawaddy, we can go further north, um, which is really amazing, and you can get to see some sites that you wouldn't see otherwise. Awesome. And what about the ones in South America? How are they different? It's, it's 18 passengers as well. Oh, Okay. 18 passengers or 18 suites? I'm sorry, 18 suites. I apologize. Okay. Just okay. Just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Something just about went down the wrong way. Um, okay, hang on. I just got to – I had another question here. Where did it go? Now, one of the cool things that I like about the, um, the river cruise that you do is that most of your itineraries – I'm going to go back to Europe again because – um, I know that product better than I know the Asian product, so you can also add on if the Asian product involves this as well. But in the Europe product, you usually have one to two nights pre or post on for the cruise that is include that can be included, um, just so they get so something like going up to Prague for a couple of nights and then take, taking them down to the ship. Um, but you can also add on 
um, meet it up with like one of the Globus trips or the monograms or something like that as well. So can you explain more about how they can combine the river cruise with the land package and how that works? Well, either the, the nice thing is that, that we've really thought it through. So, you know, you can perfectly intersect um, from, you know, land to, to sea or vice versa. Um, I myself, I did the Globus um, um, seven-day round-trip Dublin, and then um, I just hopped over from Dublin um, to Vienna and then jo joined the Passion. So, you know, a lot of times when people are, are putting together um, what they want to do, they, they, they will give you a list of cities. And those aren't necessarily, um, you know, contiguous cities or, or, you know, cities that are right next to each other. Um, mm -hmm. So we can put it together in a number of different ways. So, you know, as you said, you could do the river cruise and then, you know, you sneak over to Prague for a few days. Um, Monograms gives you pretty much every major city in, in Europe. And it gives you all the best of touring, but it's it's pretty much independent. Um, but the big advantage is you get a local host. Um, so what that means is that there's somebody sitting right in your hotel that you can ask questions of. Where's the best place to go to dinner? Um, you mm -hmm. know, where's the best place to shop? Um, so it's really nice, and you can just you know put them together, and it, it fits really nicely together. Excellent. Now you mentioned that you went from Dublin to Vienna. So um, where did, did you have to do the air independently, or was that part of the package? Um, I, because of, uh, you know, I was putting, you know, two different things together, um, I did, um, you know, do the, um, the air as a, a separate thing. But I flew on Aer Lingus, which is a, the flag carrier of, of Ireland. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always fun when you fly on the flag carrier because, you feel like you're in the destination right away. Um, so <laughs> I always recommend flying on, on the flag carrier, which I think is nice. Um, but That's how I feel every time I get on in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the, the other thing that's nice is that we do have a number of packages where um, internal air and, and the packages are included. It just depends on what the package is and what they're doing. Excellent. And now Avalon is also part of um, – you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong on this one. But I understand that Avalon is also part of the Journeys Club, which is um, which covers Globus, Cosmos, Monograms, as well as Avalon. Um, so you can get your – do you get your discount um, for being a return customer if you did Globus and now you're going on an Avalon cruise? Absolutely. And, and that's the nice thing is that it crosses all the brands. Um, and so you can um, layer that discount in with, with some of the other promotions that we have. Um, so you can actually save quite a bit um, by becoming a Journeys Club member and then using that discount um, along with, with the other promotions that we've got going at the moment. So you could really do a really cool trip where you could do, say, like a 7- to a 14-night river cruise, then add on like a Globus tour, then back that on with like, then you turn around and say, okay, well, I've done that and I've done this, but now I want to do some independent stuff, say, in London on our way home. So then you throw in monograms there and you save 5% across the board. On all that, plus, you know, like right now we've got $3,000 off of Avalon. So you layer that on top. We've got 10% off of Globus. So you layer that on. So you can actually save quite a bit of money. Wow. Oh, I like this. Oh, oh I like this. 
awesome. Oh, my gosh. Love that. Um, damn it, that question went out of my head again. Um, I, should have wrote, I should be writing these down as I come across. But I love the fact that, that people can turn around and save money that way. Um, I had a question about the Avalon Cruises. Hang on, let me quickly go back through my little notes here because it was probably in that. Um, there was something about the show. Oh, dietary requirements. How flexible is Avalon when it comes to dietary requirements? Um, what happens is when you get on board, you will meet with the Mater D, and they will mm -hmm. um, you know, talk to you about what your dietary restrictions are. So, yep. you know, if you um, uh, have celiacs, um, you know, they can, um, you know, accommodate that. Um, if you are vegan, they can accommodate that. So um, it just it just means that, that, you know, you have to inform us of, of what your requirements are, and then they'll... Or if um, you have any food allergies. And, and yeah, um, that they will, they will uh, talk to you in advance of it. Um, you know, and it, it's good to, to let us know in the booking process so we can uh, get everything prepared for you. Um, but, yes, they can handle that, and they actually do, do a nice job with that. Are there any dietary needs or requirements that cannot be met because of the size of the kitchen on board the ships? Kosher. Um, and okay. the reason being is that you, you, you have to have a kosher kitchen. And, you know, I did a tour of the kitchen, and, um, you know, it's, it's amazing what they, they do in this, the kitchen. Um, you know, it's not a huge kitchen, but they pump out a lot of food out of it, and it's quite tasty. So it's amazing what they do with it along the way. Excellent. And one thing I love about River Cruise, because I just suddenly thought, I thought, hang on, if you get off a River Cruise and you're getting onto a Globus tour, you're going to get frustrated because now you've got to have your, your bags outside the door every morning. Yet when you're on the River Cruise, you unpack once, the cruise ship becomes your hotel, and you're spending the day in the city like you would on a bus tour, but you don't have to worry about your luggage. It's nice, and there's lots of room uh, to store things in, in the suites. They're really well laid out. Um, so it's not like you're, you know, having to uh, fumble across things either, which, you know, sometimes when you go on the big cruise ships, they don't give you anywhere to put things. So I, I really like that as well. Well, I think I like the idea that most um, most cruise ships, including some of the bigger ones, they have the beds up a little higher so the suitcase is just sliding under there after you've unpacked everything. <laughs> That's one thing that I like about We that. absolutely do that, which I, I think is really nice because then you're not having to climb over them. Excellent. Now, um, when I was looking through the um, through the brochure on the Avalon Cruises, which is a very extensive brochure, I will admit it um, it has a lot of great information in there with all the details, the itineraries and stuff. Um, it mentions in here that you have the Sky Deck game area. What is that? <laughs> That's the uh, the top deck. Um, and you know, there's there's you know a few things that you can do up up there, you know, weather permitting. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the very top of the ship. Um, when I was on board, um, the weather was was uh, rainy and cool, so I didn't get to to avail myself of, of it. But but it is there, and you can avail yourself of it if if the weather's fine um, and you're you know in the middle of summer. <laughs> They can hang out on the deck there and have a nice glass of wine or a beer and 
relax and enjoy the scenery. Yeah, or sunbake, you know, just depends. Um, but, uh, again, it was rainy and cold when I was on board, so I, I did not get to avail of, of, of that. But, uh, yes, you didn't go and sit in the whirlpool? I did not. Um, it, was, it was a consideration. Anyway. <laughs> it was a consideration on a couple of days, but we, we had so many things going on and, and we had so many things to do um, that I did not get a chance to. But yes, that is available as well. Excellent. Okay, now I'm going to go back um, because you mentioned something earlier and I didn't jump on it at the time, but the wellness cruise. What does the wellness cruise involve? So there's there's yoga, there's, um, you know, they'll be talking about, um, you know, uh, how to improve your diet, um, you know, they'll be talking about spirituality, um, so it's it's a whole body sort of, um, um, you know, approach to health and wellness, and that's probably the fastest growing um, market in travel these days, um, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, taking a whole person approach. Um, and, you know, integrating that with your travel. And is that available on just on select itinerary? I guess it's just on the itinerary. Correct. Yeah, it's one, of, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the, uh, the uh, specialty cruises. And so in 2016, how many of those do you have on the itineraries? I believe we have a, a couple of those. Um, and, um, you know, there is also a, a spa, um, on board, so you can get massages, um, you can get your hair done if you so choose. Um, so um, there is ways Don't worry about the hair and the massage, uh, you just got me a massage. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, you know, there are wellness opportunities even on, on the traditional cruises as well, so. Oh, excellent. Um just trying to think what else is there so what is new in 2017 as far as itineraries go with Avalon um we we didn't add a lot of um itineraries um for Avalon I mean the big thing was with Avalon Fresh and um active discovery um but um you know we did add a number of land um propositions um so I've got a, a brand new Iceland tour um on Globus um, we added to monograms, so I've got Sorrento and uh, uh, Lake Cuomo. You can go see Clooney uh, along the way. Um, <laughs> so there are a number of, of new offerings, um, but they're mostly on, on the land side. On the land side, not the okay. And, of course, Correct. you've got your new ship. Now, where does your new ship go, the um, Passion? Uh, she's doing the Danube, and that's that's what I did, and I loved it. And, um, you know, the Danube was a great introduction into into river cruising, um, you know, that's that's where most people start. Um and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's so much to see and so much to do along the way. And uh I have to say I, I was really impressed the Austrian people, um, you know, the warmth and uh the genuineness. It was it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. I would go back in a heartbeat. Oh, I would definitely go back. One of my most memorable things when I was on the um on the river cruise on the Danube was coming into Budapest in the morning. And it was all misty over the river. And so if um, we're floating down the river, I call it floating because it just felt like you were floating. It really did <laughs> with how yeah. fast you go. And floating down the river, and I look out the um, look out the um, the windows there, and I see this most gorgeous building coming in, which I thought was a castle. And I thought, wow. And it's right there on the riverfront. And I thought, wow, that is awesome. And it was my first time in Budapest. So I 
And normally I read up about places before I go, but this time I had gone in completely blind. I thought, you know, I'm not going to read anything. I'm just going to be surprised and see what happens. And I saw this most beautiful building, and I thought it was a castle, and it turned out to be their parliament buildings. Wow. And I was like, wow. But it just emerged out of this mist as we're going. And you couldn't see the water because the, the mist was right down on top of the water. And you couldn't see the sky because of the mist. But this building just like um, just emerged through this mist. It just like cleared as we were going past it. And it was just the most gorgeous sight to see this whole building um, like just surrounded in mist that just seemed to be floating there on these clouds. It was just an incredible view. It was just amazing. Sounds like something out of a movie. It does, but I saw it live with my own eyes, and there was no screen on the windows because I actually had the, the door open too. So I knew there was no screen there, and they weren't pulling one over on me. <laughs> but it's just what I love about the river is that as you're floating down, you get to see these most amazing things that you wouldn't get to see on a bus because it's down by the river. Um, and you get to see cities from a different perspective. Um, and it's just amazing that um, you get to see castles up on the hills. You get to see the vineyards. They just amazed me that the vineyards were up these... Um, there was one place that we were going through, and I oh, can't remember the name of it, but we looked up, and there's just vineyards all up the hill, but the hill was terraced. And there was just levels that would have like two to three vines on each level, and it just went up the hill, and it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, well, thank goodness I don't have to climb up that every day to go tend the grapes. And and some of those terraces were just wide enough for one vine um, to go yeah, along that it's length. It's truly amazing. And and a lot of the the you know there's a lot of it that that is is very brocky, and 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 how mm-hmm. they do it is is quite spectacular. So really interesting um and if you do the wine cruise they they talk a lot about that absolutely and but it's just an amazing experience and to go and see the history of um of the different cities there the one i didn't get into that i wanted to get into was um um oh um it's in germany um uh reagan's no, 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 it was Reagan. It was right down the river. Reagan's, um, Regensburg? Is it Regensburg? Okay. It's a um, UNESCO World Heritage Site, the entire city. Um, and I didn't get to see it that day because the day that we pulled into there, I was actually um, sick that day. So I just sort of like curled up in my cabin and didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything, and kind of got a little upset that I got to miss it because it was the one city on that cruise that I wanted to see. Um because it's a, a full medieval city. Um, it goes right wow. back to medieval times. It's been completely preserved and everything else. Um, and uh, now I've got to go see if I can find the name. I think it was Regensburg. Well, it's interesting, so, like with, with Prague, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, talk about Prague. And Prague wasn't mm-hmm. bombed during the war. So it's still in its pristine condition. And a, a lot of movies, if they're trying to, you do a period, um, they will they will film in Prague because Prague looks mm-hmm. essentially the way it did way back then. Well, I remember in Prague when we went on the on the main bridge, we're going down these stairs, and the woman turns to us and said, "Now, if um, how many of you have seen the movie Mission Impossible, the first one that came out with Tom Cruise?" And most of us raised our hands, and they said, "Okay, this is the bridge where the guy disappeared from." I'm like, oh. <laughs> So it was good to be able to get that and see that and um and you know, be part of that. But Prague has an incredible history. It was just amazing. Um 
in the and museums. My art gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. A really vibrant art scene. Um, you know, both both the art collections. Oh, and, absolutely. And, um, there's lots of um, you know art. You you can uh, see music and and culture there. It's it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it was and I still can't find my. Pretty sure it was Regensburg. I'll have to find it some other time. It was Regensburg. I just found it. Yes, yeah, so Regensburg is a city that was built during medieval times. It's been completely preserved. It's part, it's a UNESCO. The whole city is UNESCO World Heritage. Uh, I think it's UNESCO World Heritage. But it just has this fascinating history, and it was one that I wanted to go see because growing up in New Zealand, um, we learned a lot about Middle Ages and the medieval times and all that sort of stuff. And um, I had one teacher who was Dutch and actually taught us kids to speak Dutch during part of our social studies class and they were talking about the Middle Ages and all of that and this was one place that was completely untouched during World War II um, and I was sort of like I want to go see it um, but like I said I was sick that day and it's one thing I was sort of like okay now I've got to go back to see it but the one that um, when we were in Nuremberg we did this the walk around Nuremberg up into the castle there and our guide actually had a binder that had photographs of Nuremberg before World War Two, and then dur- and then after World War Two, during it, and all that sort of stuff. And we're up there, and he goes, "Okay, now I want you all to look down there, and you see, go so many streets over, and you see that yellow building." And we're like, "Yep, we see that yellow house." And he's like, "Okay, here is a picture that was taken during World War that was taken after the raid on Nuremberg, and he said, there's the yellow house, and it was the only building standing in the view that we could see of the city.'" Everything else was just rubble around it, and the yellow building was the only one standing. And I was like, wow, how many years did it take them to rebuild all of that and for it to look like it did before it was bombed? It was just amazing hearing those stories and seeing those photographs of here was what it looked like before, here's what it looked like after, and all that building standing is that one right there. That was just phenomenal to me. Um, yeah. just the, uh, the guys do it, an amazing Europe. job. Absolutely. And bring bring the whole thing to life, which is really nice. Um, one of our guides in Austria um, brought, um, you know, some of uh, her grandmother's stuff, and it was so fascinating. And you know, about their time during the war and how they got by, and you know what they had to do. So it really brings it to life, which is really nice. Yeah, and the challenges that they faced, and the threats that they were living under, and all of that sort of stuff is just. It just blows my mind um, hearing hearing about what they went through, and it's like, well, how did you survive? So that was really kind of cool. Yeah, and Vienna, we went, to, we did the um, Schomburg Palace. That was incredible. That was just amazing. Um, and they actually had a Christmas market right there, out front of the out front of the palace. So you walk out the main door of the palace, there's a Christmas market right there, um, and they had these really cool donuts. Things I don't know if they were actually donuts, but they kind of look like donuts. And then she, so oh, you will have one of those. And she's like, well, what, which filling do you want in it? And she had these three big containers with this nozzle on the bottom that were different colours, and they were the different fillings. So you could have lemon and strawberry and chocolate. Well, with me, it was just no contest. It was chocolate all the way. Um, <laughs> but she'd actually fill. They'd actually be hot, and she would fill them up with whichever filling you wanted right there in front of you, and then dust it with the um, confectioner's sugar. And oh, I love it. 
yeah, it's just um, I can't. I honestly can't wait to go back. Um, now I'm going to switch things on us a little bit and quickly talk about where uh, you know you've got the the product in South America there. Where do you go in South America, and what some of the cool things that they can experience there? Well, um, so so the uh, Amazon um, cruise, you actually get to experience the Amazon, which is is really incredible. Um, but then we've also got you know monograms where you can you can go to Machu Picchu, um, you pretty much can experience the whole of South America. So we've got a range of different options um, for you available in South America, and we're actually um, coming up with some some newer packages as well um, that we're breaking with shortly um, that are very you know basic packages. Um, but you get to see, you know, a whole lot of South America. And, you know, the price point started at like $1,200, which is amazing. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're calling wow. them escapes. And um, um, those are coming out very shortly. Um, but, you know, you can't beat the price point, And, um, you know, you can you can see South America for a really, really low price. Wow. That's in, that's incredible to start at twelve hundred per person. Wow, that's amazing. It's Knowing truly amazing. You know, Machu Picchu is is you know on your bucket list, and um, mm -hmm. you know they have such a rich culture down there, and you know we we take them to um, you know where they're raising the the llamas and and um, you know how um weaving and and um you know the artistry of of what they weave and the colors and and the whole thing um you get to learn about that as well which is fascinating awesome and okay and then we're going to switch gears and go over to to asia what sort of things can they get to experience in asia um, so we've got a you know a number of different choices. Um, you know, Yangtze, you can experience um, the Chinese culture. Um, you know, um, uh, the Irrawaddy. Um, you can actually you know do an extension over to Angkor Wat, um, which you know the people that I, I know that have been there said it's one of the most spectacular things that they've ever seen. Um, mm -hmm. So. You know, we've got very different experiences, but, you know, being able to go, you know, 200 miles north on the Arawati, you get to some really remote villages. Um, and so it's not really touristy like, like you normally see. Um, so you're getting to places that, that, you know, not a lot of people have been. And uh, it's a really authentic experience. And uh, So very um, cultural, a very much a cultural immersion. Very much so, um, but you know the temples that you get to see, and and um, um, there's just such rich um, cultural immersion that you'll get from it. So it, it's mm -hmm. really quite fascinating. But you remember the ships are quite small; um, they're they're very very nicely appointed. Um, so it's it's definitely a, a luxury experience, um, but it's something totally unlike that, that anything else you'd do. Um, you know, the thing with China is that, that you know, unfortunately, their accommodation um, on the mainland is not what we expect. So one of the nice things of, of doing a ship is that you're not really dependent on that. Um, so you mm -hmm. can sail along and, and visit places, um, but you don't have to be worried about, about the accommodation along the way, which is a huge advantage. That is awesome. Oh. Huh. Now you're making me want to go over there, too. <laughs> 
my list has grown extensively. <laughs> That's just well, I would um my gosh, just so I'm just thinking of all the cultural experiences that you would get just in Asia alone because like you said, you've got the small ships there, you're going to places that most tourists can't get to and that's just absolutely um for me it's absolutely amazing because I just want to go to places that not a lot of people go to. I like the off the road places. So I like those adventures and stuff. So now I've got more stuff on well, my now's list. the time Thank to go before much. they get all built up. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. My list has extended again. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help with that. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> So, Dave, I'd like to say thank you very much for coming on the show today. It has been so awesome having you on here and learning more about Avalon Waterways. Um, and if anybody is interested in learning more about Avalon Waterways, then please just um, click the link that is below the podcast there uh, or go to connectwithhelen.com and you can set up a time for us to be able to explore with you what you can do with Avalon Waterways. So, uh, so Dave, thank you again. We truly appreciate having you on the show. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, always our pleasure to have you here too. And until next time, heck on it, uh.